0: You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them.
1: You passed your luck check, allegedly. It's the No Class Podcast with your louder than usual hosts, Eddie and Matt. Hey, Matt, how's it going? I
0: am splendiferous, sir. All right, then. It's the podcast with Chutzpah, Elan, Panache, and a certain je ne sais quoi.
1: I don't believe you can back up any of that. No, not, not any of it. I want to lead in
0: with something, though. I, was a, I used a little blue language last time. I indulged in a bit of Billingsgate. To any offended, my most humble apologies.
1: But as we, as we talked about before the podcast, that wasn't the last podcast oh, anymore. The time before, excuse me. So since you brought that up at the beginning of the podcast here, Uh you can tell if this was the video podcast, you could see the evil grin on my face. Uh Do you know what the most liked podcast or most liked episode is?
0: No. Which one? The
1: one that gets the most likes. We don't get a lot of likes, folks. Right, right. Because people don't like this podcast. I can see that. But it's not like Facebook where it's like, I got a hundred likes. We don't get a ton of likes. And if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, you can see that. But the one right now with the most likes... Mm -hmm. is the one that you're not on the holiday message (laughs) so folks keep that trend going (laughs) keep it alive keep the dream alive but uh yeah that was pretty fun it wasn't the same without you i could only get i could only manage five minutes of material so
0: that sounds about right
1: we need you here to provide all the filler absolutely all right before i go into the normal top of the podcast thing did you have anything you wanted to bump into here
0: well i as well you probably won't hear this till after the the death of 2020 which we will all cheer for don't put that evil on us but i know like ramon said 2020 24 hours to go um <clears throat> but yeah uh, uh happy new year hope you had a merry christmas hope you've had some good gaming i haven't and it's starting to hurt my heart but anyway i gotta roll some dice We haven't played since before Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah, and honestly, gaming is such an integral part of my life and has been for so many years. It just, it messes with my psyche. I mean, not to game that long.
1: So, to let you guys know exactly how bad a state he is in, the Long Con Spring. Yeah,
0: that's how bad off I am. I have
1: signed off on the potentiality
0: of Long Con Spring.
1: Now, me, all the cons are my little precious babies, Mm -hmm. my little angel babies, as Matt Mm -hmm. would say. Uh,
0: Little angel babies.
1: So I'd probably still be doing Red River Con if somebody hadn't talked sense into me. So I'll give you credit for that one. Well, and your dear wife. Let's give her some credit. Matt's always the first one to put a gun to the con's head. Oh, absolutely. It's like, hey, if we don't sell this many, it's over with. That's right. Remember that. You'll have no more. That's right. Show up, show out, or it's going away. So I was like, we obviously couldn't do the spring con in 2020. Because that was in the time of the COVID. COVID. I don't want to say that was the height of it, but I guess that was
0: the beginning of the height. That was when our governor got on the bandwagon and shut us down. Yeah, So,
1: I mean, we legally couldn't do it. Even if we'd wanted to, we legally couldn't do it. But now Matt's coming back and saying, hey, what about we do spring con? So after I have been like, all right, you talk me out of it. This is probably a bad idea. He's like, but what if? Well, and what I'll say is, I don't know about you, because
0: we have different interactions at the con, but in November, I had quite the, I'm not going to say everybody, but a a healthy double, maybe handful of people come up and go, what's happening with spring? And I was like, get out of my
1: face. Exactly. So if you were at the long con in November, and you ask about the spring con, and Matt spit in your face... (laughs) You will be happy to know now that he's here hat in hand.
0: Yeah, that's right. May I have another one, sir? But here's what I'll I'll say is if y'all want it to happen, we got to see some enthusiasm. Get your hands in the air and wave them like you don't even care. You know, get a spoon, start beating a
1: pan, you know. Part of the trouble with the spring con or Red River con, et cetera, just being in that time of the year is everybody's broke for Christmas. Mm -hmm. So nobody is like, I'll give you the gift of a con badge for Christmas. Yeah. So nobody wants to buy a badge until, say, February. And honestly, my genuine concern, it's
0: not just being a curmudgeon or like, you know, spring, but um, I was still concerned that we wouldn't have a viable number of people having the vaccine. I mean, if people aren't going to be scared to come out, what's the point? We've already saw that we love November. We feel like it was a success in spite of circumstances, but it was a little disheartening to only see 50 people at a con that the year before – had garnered
1: about 125 yeah i
0: mean you know and so and but i understand i have no ill will and no grudges against anybody that didn't show up because i'm sure people would love to have been there we'd love to have seen you but it's once again uh do we need to you know do all the work involved with promoting and building the con yeah do we you know yeah so i'm not trying to you know that's where i'm coming from people go why are you big many don't want to do a spring con Uh, that's why you know i have my i have my He's a big meanie. I am a big meanie. I'm a big, a big blue meanie. So you're announcing that there is a Spring Con? I'm saying that if, if I see a mandate, if I <clears> feel there's a genuine mandate. From the people. From the people. And I'm a man of the people. A man of the people for the people. Mm-hmm.
1: So how big does this mandate have to be? I don't know. You tell me, boss. 3,000 people. Easy. I, I could see that happening. In the Hilton. Yeah. How about 50 people? And we'll see. All right. We will see. But we've also got to do some wheeling, dealing with a hotel. Oh, absolutely. And see what we can work out. So maybe. And if so, end of April is what it's looking like. Probably yeah. mm-hmm. the weekend of the 25th.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, if you hear this and you want a spring con, you know, Kira, pigeon, telegraph, aunt Tilly, let us know, you know, make, make it clear, make your voice heard. People
1: make your vo- vote count. All right, before we go into our pop culture mm-hmm. goodness, do you have anything else you want to bring up before we launch into it? Not that I can think of. All right. And there's your obligatory smack. Well, that's why I have to go in and do the edits. And that's why I love your editing there. It's great. I know, I know. We have to do all the work on this podcast, I and know. then we have to do all the work on this con, the spring con that Matt just pops up. Tell you what, when I retire... <laughs> whenever that is.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I'll be dead before then.
1: Oh, we haven't I talked about this on the Holiday podcast mm-hmm. on the little Holiday message, mm-hmm. but do you want to say anything about your hiatus?
0: Yeah, you know, we're not big fans of Anchor, but we used it when we had to because we wanted to get the podcast out there for y'all. Uh, but I might be going out of town here for about 6 weeks. So during that time, you know, maybe once again let us know your input. Do you want to get on the Struggle Bus and us do Anchor? It's not the best quality, but it gets better than nothing. Or are you okay with a hiatus? Or maybe you know it would be a cool time for you to have some guest on the podcast to you know
1: with like a ringer with a fence to know when there's only one suitable fill in. There's only one other person that can sit in your chair. Oh my! And that's also I'll, I'll put it out there. There's only one other person that I'd let sit in my chair. Exactly. So that's our good buddy Gary H. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's the only one that can be trusted. If something happened with the con and we had to do the council of 12 or something, uh-huh. that council would be our 12 right there. <laughs>
0: well, it's kind of like it was, he was such a get to get for a con was Gary O or GTO. Yeah. It was a, as the pimps and players call him. And so, but that's the other thing for our podcast. Get would be to get Gary H. That's a tough get.
1: It is. It is. So we'll see that may or may not be an option. We may not have any fill in episodes, but even if we do, They won't be half as good without you here, Matt. I'm wiping away a single tear of gravy. Remember that one compliment. Everybody bookmark it on this. (laughs) On this day. The one time we said something nice about Matt.
0: As we watched 2020 go down in flames, there was a compliment. You know, it's it's a a dark
1: hour and a dire time, you know. (laughs) Well, with 2020 going away, that don't mean 2021 is going to be fantastic. I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to be... Realistic and not like, oh, it's all in the past now. Because that's once you let your guard down, right? That's when it's like, surprise, it's coronavirus 2, yeah. The sequel. Well, already there's a new strain. All right, enough about that. Yeah, we've uplifted you now. So, have you got some books you want to talk about?
0: Sadly, no, I really haven't had a chance to read because I've been working like a turk lately.
1: All right, well, I mentioned this on the uh holiday podcast a little bit. Immortal Hulk as always is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maestro five out of five, wrapped up. Mm. So uh, what I was saying on that one is there's such a contrast between those two because it's the Hulk, but it's in different continuities. Mm-hmm. So oh, in yeah. one in Immortal Hulk, you have the devil Hulk oh my. who's just he's not really the devil. he's not the most evil, but he's one of the most ferocious, but he, he's mentally there. He's oh, not my. like Savage Hulk. Wow. And then in the maestro that we remember from what, the nineties. Yeah. He was like, kind of like the ultimate evolution of an evil Hulk. Mm-hmm. He had all the strength. I think he was supposed to be the strongest one. And he also had all of Banner's intellect. Wow. But in this newest one, he's kind of a little bee. He's yeah. definitely not the strongest Hulk, but he's the smartest. Hulk. The Hulk gets beat up by Hercules several mm-hmm. times well. and it's not even close. He toys with him. Hmm. So that one's interesting, but yeah, it's like here, he's really strong and cunning. And in the other one, he's just kind of, he's pretty much a typical villain. He's not that strong, but he's kind of smart, but he kind of gets beat at every turn. It's dumb luck that he ends up winning. Wow. So it's not the maestro that we remember either. Right. I was also reading the unworthy Thor. Oh my which is pretty interesting. So we won't go into the deep politics of this, but as you remember, there was a time when Jane Foster became Thor, the female Thor, and I'm not even up on the current comics. She may or may not still be, Mm -hmm. but the Thor of that timeline, he learned a secret that made him unworthy. It wasn't his own actions. It was just kind of like, it'll say lame. It'll be lame. If I say he didn't believe in himself, because I don't want to give away the spoiler of what makes him unworthy, Mm -hmm. but he learns a truth or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't have the same faith. That's a good word. Yeah. So he becomes unworthy of the hammer. So he's got, he's got an ax that he's running around with. Mm -hmm. He's got, I think tooth nasher, the goat that he's riding around because he can't fly anymore. So he has to kind of go back to the mythological origins. Uh That was pretty good. He actually gets trapped at one point in a cave.
0: Mm Hmm.
1: And they're like, he's like, this isn't going to stop me from coming after you. And he's like, you know what's going to stop you from coming after me is when your goat gets hungry in a couple of days because you can't fly out of here. And he's going to eat you. (laughs) So I was like, that's pretty cool. (laughs) So that was really interesting. That was, I'm going to say there's probably like five to eight issues of that. So that Hmm. was a pretty good, quick read. But it's a new take on the character. And I'm a big fan of Thor. So
0: I like that. Sounds good.
1: All right. You got any movies for us? Um,. So,
0: you saw I posted something in the interwebs, and I didn't get a chance to watch it, sadly, in the last 24 hours. But I will be watching and giving a review for next time on The New Barbarians. It was a really cheesy post-APOC movie from from 1983. I think it's free to watch on YouTube. So, if anybody else wants to watch it to kind of, you know... Before I give a review, knock yourself out. But if not, I'll tell you about it next time. That's it for movies.
1: Okay, I've got a movie for you. Oh, wow. Which is kind of going into a TV show. Cobra Kai. I've already plugged that enough and told you how much I like it. Mm -hmm. They're going to start, they're going to have some overlap from Karate Kid 2. So the only one I've ever seen is Karate Kid 1, Mm -hmm. which is an 80s classic. It's not the best Mm -hmm. movie, but if you were having like your 80s marathon or you want to expose somebody to the 80s. To the 80s. Karate That's Kid. definitely That's one that you could put in there. Wax for,
0: on, wax off. If I say that anybody's our age, you know what I'm talking about. Anybody younger, you might think it's something else. Never mind.
1: So I broke down and watched Karate Kid too. Okay. That's the one where he goes to Japan? Yeah. yeah. Not very good. No, not really. So no. not recommended. I will let you know after I've watched this new season of Cobra Kai, which I think drops tomorrow. Oh, wow. Drops, what, January the 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll let you know if you really needed it or not, but I really can't imagine that that's going to come in useful. But mm-hmm. I'll probably bite the bullet and go ahead and watch Karate Kid 3 at some point. Oh, wow. But that's how good Cobra Kai is. I'm going back and watching these. Mm-hmm. Well, so we're kind of on shows now. Uh, if, yeah, you got no movies, so go to TV shows. Yep. Yeah.
0: So I finally broke down, bit the bullet, and I watched The Mandalorian. There's so much enthusiasm in the nerdosphere. And I could tell it's not your usual drooling fanboys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it's worthy it's good i enjoyed it thoroughly now you can if y'all can see him folks like i said this was a youtube thing i'm getting the most sucking on lemons he's just giving me the most like he's disgusted with me now i know where it's probably coming from because you and i both think in agreement the last three movies were the worst thing ever i have pretty much wiped my hands of the franchise yeah because of the last three and maybe even the previous three yeah and so and then you know what i I don't fault you for that because and let me first say this I have friends that are those people, and God bless them, I love them. But it's like you could literally put a camera on a pile of feces with flies on it, corn and peanuts and a bone. But that's Yoda's rock. turd. And if it had yellow scrolling text going by with that, duh, 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 they would sit there, rap, going, It's Star Wars, the turd I've waited for this for so long. And they would sit there and watch it and come out, going, It's the best thing touching themselves i'm not one of those people i appreciate the movies it it was wonderful as a child the first three i look back with very fond memories but i'm not that like people go oh you're a nerd you gotta love star wars no i like star wars i appreciate what george lucas did and then really despise what he did later but ultimately that being said so i'm not that guy the mandalorian it's like uh what's his name um oh gosh he looks like a potato with curly hair um John Favreau, or whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. never been a really big fan of him. I like, I've got a lot of respect for him now because he spearheaded this. Well, it's he did Iron great. Man. Yeah, but whatever. Anyway, oh, all right. I always think Iron Man is kind of overrated. But anyway, on anyway fandoms here. Yeah, well, sorry, folks. I, I appreciate Iron Man, but I think it's a little overrated. So, with all that being said, like I said, though Mandalorian, it was good I, in the the
1: both seasons. I
0: devoured them.
1: Star Wars can pull me back in once in a while. I'm telling you, check like this out. like star Wars, the role playing game. I was mm-hmm. like, Ugh, I got to play a star Wars game, but it was really fun. We really mm-hmm. got into it. And we were playing Knights of the old Republic for a while. Mm-hmm. I really got into it. It was fun. I had to finish the game so I could see the quest line or whatever.
0: Yeah. I, and you know, I had to be really have my arm twisted to get into that because I was like, mm-hmm. cause I'm not that guy for star Wars. And I thought, I but no, I love playing my, uh, what is he? There's your, op- another smack. Um, you
1: were some kind of Sith.
0: Yeah, I was like a Sith Lord. But I can't remember the exact. Yeah. But uh, I, I love my storyline. I corrupted a Jedi. That was cool. She was this young waif, you know, just learning her way. And I basically turned her to the dark side. I was like, whoa. It was really well done stories. But anyway, yeah. Well, so there
1: you go. Speaking of our uh, childhood uh, fandoms or our child, our sweet childhoods before they were Uh, so rudely interrupted by modern movies. There's a new Transformers animated series, uh, computer graphics on Netflix. Uh, Siege has already been out. I believe now that the Earthrise stuff is out. I wasn't all that big on Siege. We'll see about Earthrise, but in a way it's good to see all the old familiar characters again. Mm -hmm. So we shall see. I'm not holding out a lot of faith for that, but maybe. I I mean, are we just jaded? I don't know. Cause I mean, there's people younger than us. Like if you grew up with the prequels, mm-hmm. then you don't know, or you don't think that that's bad. Yeah. Whereas we do because we remember the old one. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch the new ones first, you don't have that same point of reference, I guess is the way yeah. to say it. Yeah. Cause there's people now that grew up with the prequels that love them. Mm-hmm. And there'll be people that grew up with, what are these? The sequels, yeah. the sequel trilogy that mm-hmm. are going to love that. Oh, I can't even
0: imagine that, but I gotta say, even in by point of reference, by comparing them to the 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 most three most recent, even the last three aren't that bad by comparison. I mean, they're nothing like the first three, but you know, I'm just saying when you hold the the middle three up against these last three, even by by comparison, you're like, well, okay, maybe it wasn't, maybe I was too hard on them because they're still better than this junk. So you like the prequels better than the
1: sequels trilogy or whatever yeah, you want to well, say I mean, obvious,
0: obviously cause it's hard because it jumps around but the first three are by hands down the best but even those second three that showed like a coming up and eh, that's not maybe not worthy even then but it's still better than the last three the last three with those characters and that story I mean what's well, like there's more character development in one episode of the Mandalorian there were in three movies of the last three I mean you
1: know I watched the first of the new three, and that's where I said, screw that trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Rogue One. Oh, yeah, Rogue One was
0: good. You see, I'll, I'll say that if anything that's been done in the last 10 years, Rogue One, a lot of people uh, would agree, Rogue One was good. I appreciate it. I enjoyed Rogue One. I thought it had a good story.
1: It didn't do that much for me. Many. I know that everybody loves it and that I'm putting myself out there, but yeah. it didn't do that. I mean, it's better than the one that I saw of the three. Oh, yeah but it didn't really ignite my fire. Like I will admit playing Knights of the Old Republic, I was like, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. But Rogue One didn't really. Didn't light your fire. Well, you're
0: entitled to your opinion, man. And that's one of the things where once again, if you uh, uh, tell us what you think, if you're like, oh no, I thought so-and-so was great. Well then explain why it was great. Tell us,
1: you know, why we're wrong. Or and just, it's probably because you're young enough. Or just, to shout us, them. just
0: shout us down and say you're wrong and don't explain why.
1: <laughs> well, you got any games you want to talk about? Video games, video games, video games. Well,
0: we've been playing Dun Dun Dun
1: Elder Scrolls Online on the PS4 to bribe Gary H. Mm-hmm. He loves that game, so if he comes on, that's something you'll get to hear about. I'll have him do a half hour just on ESO. I'll um, go take a nap.
0: He is a he's a big fan of ESO, and so. He was trying to wrangle us into playing, but on PC. So we were like, all right, here's our compromise. You got to come to PS4, and we'll play. And so we're all playing it on uh, PS4. And I've I've enjoyed it. You know, I mean, it's not – but I will say I used to be a big MMO guy. But I got away from that. You get older, and you just get tired of the hamster wheel kind of grindiness of it. And they did some things in this game where I like this, that uh, our characters have wildly different levels. But, like, if I get on and my characters the lowest level, if the guys group with me, it brings their characters down to my level. You still get certain bennies for having been higher level, but we can all group together, which is brilliant, because back in the day I can remember, well, Fred hasn't been on for two weeks. Well, now if he tries to group, he won't get experience or whatever. And that, that's not fun. I mean, why did it take this long for someone to figure that out? So props to ESO for that. There's a few other things they did right, but overall – it's still an MMO. So if there's things you like about MMOs, you probably like it. If you're not a big fan of MMOs, you probably won't.
1: The one thing that I like about, uh, the ESO is exploring, but I'm an exploring kind of guy. If you Mm -hmm. put the map out there and you put some mysterious symbol on it, I'll go over there and check it out. Mm -hmm. So I like doing that. I like filling up the map. I love to doing that in the Witcher three. Mm hmm. But as an MMO, one thing is, since they're both Bethesda properties, Mm -hmm. but done by different uh, subcontractors or whatever you want to say, subcontractors, yeah, is you have our uh, Fallout 76, which was a huge flop for the general public, and Mm -hmm. I'm assuming ESO was maybe not a hit. Uh Is it classified as a hit? It wasn't a flop, I don't think.
0: No, it wasn't a flop.
1: But maybe like it did okay, Mm -hmm. uh, reception-wise, sales-wise. Does Fallout 76... Feel like any MMO. No, and that's one thing I like about it.
0: Yeah. They limited the number of people on a server because it's supposed to be the post apocalypse. There shouldn't be people running around you. I mean, there's that sparse feeling of like, oh, you're one of the lone survivors or something. So they limited the number of people available on a server. They use the classic lock picking thing that's been in every, you know, uh, Fallout uh, game, Fallout game, and also in all the Elder Scrolls games.
1: Which for ESO they did change the lock picking mechanic, and Wah. I heard you're a big fan of
0: that. Wah.
1: I've I've mastered it now.
0: Oh my! I, I picked a, a a master level chest. I've got the dynamic now, but I still like the other system better.
1: ESO doesn't hold your hand. No, it doesn't. But then a lot of games don't. That's not a dig. That's something we were talking about earlier. No Man's Sky,
0: you are literally thrown into a survival situation with no guidance, no tutorial. And so you die, and you die, and you die, and you delete the game. (laughs) And then you come back a month later and go, well, I paid good money for this. Let me try it again. Let me go look at the internet. Let me watch a video. What an age we live in. What a time to be alive.
1: ESO, you take the good, you take the bad. You take them both, and there you have Mm-hmm. But it is double XP weekend or double XP holiday break, mm-hmm. so right we're now. really trying to get up there. Uh, yeah. Gary wants to do the high end content, mm-hmm. so that's kind of all this is: is a mad rush to get to max level so mm-hmm. that we can do that content that he wants to do.
0: And that's the thing is, I mean, that's the the, the shining thing about MMOs should be grouping and the and you doing others because anymore playing an MMO by yourself, why not just go play a single player game? Yeah. So I look forward to us. You know, grouping and doing dungeon stuff together. Wouldn't that be nice?
1: Uh, I talked about this one on the holiday break, but I haven't got to mention it to you. Mm -hmm. I don't think Griftlands on Steam, on the PC. No. It is a deck-building game. Hmm. It is roguelike, which means you have permadeaths, and it is an early release. And our good buddy Cody... From the Longview Computer Center, Mm -hmm. gifted me that game so I could do a little review on it. How do you like that? Oh, cool! So, folks, I'm easily bribed. If there's something you want me to check out, good or bad, I'll do it. You say you're easily bribed, huh? Yeah, I bet we both are. Oh, absolutely! Send us free stuff, we'll check it out and give you a report. The one thing is, I mean, I played it all the way through because it was on his dime, Mm -hmm. so I wanted to give him Mm -hmm. his money's worth. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed that game. It's not one I would have bought for myself for sure. That's one that I was just from the description. Yeah, it's uh, sci-fi, mm-hmm. and like I said, it's deck building. Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. Yeah, So I would have let that go by. One of the really cool things about it, though, is it has a combat system and it has a negotiation system ah. that are kind of the same. You're still playing the cards, and even if you're fighting, it's like if this is a combat, I'm playing my cards to take down your armor and your health, and if I'm uh, we're having a negotiation, I'm playing it to take down your resolve and your composure. Interesting. So that was really cool. And a lot of times you could decide do you want to fight this guy or do you want to try and talk him out of it? Hmm. And I was saying with my characters, a lot of times I was playing a sweet talker mm-hmm. Till I got to the last guy, Smith, mm-hmm. who is like a, a, a rich kid, mm-hmm. but he's the flop of the family. He's the failure. He's the black sheep. He's the one that's always drunk and partying. And it's like, mm-hmm. don't, he's the Paris Hilton of the. <laughs> Where it's like, I can party with, around the world and do whatever I want because my family will buy me out of it. Mm-hmm. So eventually his family is like, you're done, son. So he's just a thug on the streets. Mm-hmm. And so with him, I was like, he does seem like the guy that would just be like, I'm gonna have a couple of drinks and punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty fun game. It's relatively short, probably because of the early access. It's not done because there was a few times I could log in and there'd be a new feature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. That's really cool. i have to keep up with that.
0: So is that a thing like a lot of companies are doing a paid early access?
1: That's another thing that I don't typically do. Mm -hmm. If it ain't done, because I understand, I accept that games still have bugs when they are supposed to be their full release or whatever. But I'm usually not the guy for an early access or a beta. But I think in some cases it's getting funds so they can keep doing the improvements. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can play it now, and then...
0: Yeah. You know, being where I am right now, particularly, but I've always been a fan of post-APOC, but lately I'm really in the mode. And going to certain forums and chats and different things, I hear people talking about Caves of Cud, Caves of Cud. And so it's a, I think, roguelike... expansive open world post-apocalyptic
1: and i'm not that big on the roguelikes yeah so
0: and uh but a lot of strikes
1: going in but it's
0: like ten dollars to play and it's an early access but it's been in development
1: for like seven to ten years or something so it's like what if you never get out of your early access you never have to finish you know what i mean i guess it never has to be a finalized product but anyway but the, the people that like it love it but I mean, I, I think it's going to be that you despise it.
0: And once again, there's no, you just thrust into the game and you're going to die and die and die and you're going to probably quit. But for those who fight through it, they go, oh, they just, it's the best thing since sliced bread. you know.
1: Anyway. So again, Grifflands, check it out. Check out Longview Computer Center if you need your computer centralized. Absolutely. And thanks again for the game, Cody.
0: Yeah, you're all right.
1: Since you brought up No Man's Sky earlier, mm-hmm. did you get a digital or did you get a physical copy of it? Remember you let me borrow yours, sir. Oh, so you don't actually own it. No. Okay. Thank goodness. <laughs> so here's your story from the game store is I just happened to be going in uh-huh. the other day looking for something new and the prices for no man's sky uh-huh. have skyrocketed again because really? there was a point in time where that was like, this is a total flop. Uh-huh. You could pretty much go on the street and find one like an AOL, AOL disc laying around uh-huh. for that timely reference. But I mean, at one point i think when i bought the copy for my wife it was like five bucks
0: i was trying to find a decent deal on it and their um game exchange had a copy for like 12 bucks or something only copy they had i get to the counter the guy opens it or gets the disc out of the drawer and he goes oh man it's got a big scratch on i went never mind but that time it was like 12 or something yeah
1: yeah well now it's up to 27 wow so that's something I want to check out just on the like used market or whatever. Like why is it so because they've done so many updates to uh, it. It's gone from like this turd. is a, I mean, a piece of crap to but I mean they what you played is with all the polish. Yeah. Imagine back then. Ugh. But they promised a lot at the beginning and they didn't deliver. But isn't this company kinda notorious of for that? I think this was their big first game. Oh, never but, mind. But I mean you start out you come out of the gate and say it's gonna do everything and then it doesn't, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. So, anyway, No Man's Sky, still, you get one recommendation on that and one not a recommendation on that.
0: You know, your mileage may vary. It's kind of like what's your cup of tea, et cetera. And also bad first impressions. But I've proven yeah. that I can be bigger than, than first impressions, you know, because there's games I've jumped in, tried, and said, well, it's my fault for not knowing control that well or not having someone to kind of, or
1: not going to look at the videos first to kind of know what to do or whatever. But anyway, so if you're thinking about picking it up used, you should have done that already. Yeah. But you can probably still find it pretty cheap on one of the like holiday sales right now, sure. if you're so inclined. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the holidays, I got a PS5 for Christmas. You son of I am God. one of the elite. Uh, the an elite Saiyan warrior.
0: One percenters. Yep. Yeah.
1: So you were asking me earlier about the graphics.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I really can't say... I mean, the graphics on the PlayStation 4 are just fantastic. Yeah,
0: There's games that I've picked up since I've started playing it in the last year. Almost at right at the point I bought it about a year ago and I was playing games that I would talk to you and I'd be like, is it, did this game come out in 14 or 2016? And I'm like, this game is four and five years old. And the graphics were gorgeous. Just mind blowing for games that are weren't
1: even, I mean, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was telling uh, Matt, I was playing the, the monster hunter world. Mm-hmm. on there which is a playstation 4 game mm-hmm. and i think it's always been beautiful it looked gorgeous on 4 but booting it up on the 5 i was like i know i haven't played it in a while but man it looks so graphically good so i can't really say that's the difference between 4 and 5 but that kind of goes back to your like this game is three or four years old mm-hmm. and it still looks fantastic mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah uh the new controller really hasn't taken that much getting used to it's Place, that's what, one thing things I like about PlayStation.
0: It's kept the same controller for how many years?
1: But I know you tend to hit that PS button sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, the big square button is what I tend to hit by accident a lot. A
1: lot. Well, the PS button is no longer a PS button. Mm-hmm. It's just an emblem, so mm-hmm. it gets hit a little bit less, I would say. So mm-hmm. that's a cool thing about the new controller.
0: It will throw you out of the game,
1: yeah. I still think uh, visually mm-hmm. it's ugly as homemade sin. Huh, the controller? And the 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 game itself because it kind of looks like a Wi-Fi router or something, Mm -hmm. so I don't like it. Uh, I don't like mm. that hospital white color of it. I just so I like the PS5, but I'm be happy when they come out with the slim or the new one. Or now you can get it in all black.
0: Yeah,
1: why not? Why wouldn't you? There's a game that comes with the PS5, which is Astro's Game Room. So that's kind of like a little Mario platformer. It teaches you the controller. So if we had to do all that again, mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Oh, you want to learn how to use the controller? Try this. That's yeah. it'll teach you." And games don't even come with the systems most of the time now. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's those very the good old days when you got combat with Atari. You know, or, you at least got something or Mario Duck Hunt, mm-hmm. Super Mario World. But it's a really good platformer. It's a good tutorial for the controller. Uh, it's got great graphics. That's one where I was like is this graphically better? Is this an improvement? Am I noticing this or am I fooling myself? Mm-hmm. It's got really catchy tunes. So, oh, and it's addictive to go back and try and find all the little puzzle pieces and stuff like that that's hidden in the levels. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very nostalgic because most of the stuff you're finding are PS artifacts. Like, you find a PS1 in here or a oh, PS2. Well. Huh. And yeah. I was thinking back on that and basically every PlayStation that's come out from PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. I've lived to somewhere different. Mm-hmm. So it brings you back those memories, too. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I remember PlayStation 2. I was in Kansas. Yeah. PlayStation 1 was when I was getting married. Wow. So, I mean, you can kind of go look at those landmarks of your life. Like Four, this was, four was in was Bossier, right? Yep. Five is here. Mm-hmm. So, going, are, are you done, sir?
0: No, but okay, what did on. you want to interrupt well, I was with? just going to say, um, just quickly putting you on the spot, video game platforms talking about how they used to always come with a game and not necessarily anymore. What's your favorite or best game that ever came with a platform? And this could be Soul Calibur that came with... Yes. Oh, you know this. I don't. I, I know this? You don't? I uh. I thought it thought came with the Dreamcast or whatever it was called.
1: I, maybe, but yeah. I didn't buy a Dreamcast when it was released.
0: Oh, okay. But I'm just saying, so, and go super mario duck hunt
1: that came with the gun right you're no that came with the console
0: i thought just super mario brothers came with the with the
1: the uh, con if you Nintendo. bought the i think the original console and that had the zapper in it
0: oh okay
1: so that was to you know give you something to play for the console and the console with the zapper
0: mm-hmm. oh well wow. so that's your
1: that's your one that's the one off the cuff just because i can't go like oh this system came with this and this system came with that because you had the first one like you said you got atari coming with combat Mm -hmm. combat's a good game but i'll take super mario brothers (laughs) yeah and then you have super nintendo which came with super mario world yeah and then which system comes after that is that the n64 yeah Uh, i think maybe the n64 came with mario 64 in which case i'll maybe switch to that but I can't remember if that was getting to the time where they stopped giving you games. Sounds like this might be
0: something to come back to revisit for the next podcast.
1: Because you've got your homework now. Yeah. When did they stop including a game? Yeah. Probably further back than you think.
0: Yeah. Because I want to think Did Final Fantasy come with. Uh, no, okay.
1: And then there are different packets. Like you might have gotten a Super Nintendo, I think Super Nintendo, with Super Mario World, or you might have got it with. Oh, what's that one fighting game, Primal Rage, wow. something like that, hmm. which was towards the end of the line. I'm trying to think if that's even the right one. And
0: did, did, did a game come with Wii? Yeah, it did, the one that had boxing and all that and bowling. Yeah, Wii Sports. Wii Sports, which was a lot of fun. I loved I boxed and bowled like a, all the time. All right. We so which gonna, one of those did we you like the best, the Wii ball. Sports? Oh, I love Wii Sports. In fact, the other Wii Sports that came out were like Island Sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. Man, that's the best money I ever spent other than Neverwinter Nights. I mean, I played because there were so many games and sub games in that. Man, I for months, I would come home from work and I'm doing archery or I'll go play golf. I'll, you know, throw the discus. I'll do the bike race. Uh, I'll do the thing where you're um, bopper fighting or whatever. Oh, I mean, yeah, that was, anyway, yeah, a lot of fun. I missed the Wii. The Wii was a lot of fun.
1: You would have got the Wii U. It was even more fun. Yeah. Because I love
0: the Star Wars game because with the controllers, I actually got, you got to sword fight. You know, I mean, that was neat. You got to play as a number of interesting characters. You unlock, like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and all that as playables. It was a fun one.
1: All right. Where, what are we up to, sir? Something, something PlayStation.
0: You know, we talked, about this is going to be a short one. I think we live. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway. let's see how much you have to talk about the actual topic at hand. Okay. But before we get to that, we did have a little bit of feedback on our last episode. Hooray. Oh, and before I get to that, did you want to promote the Dare Luck Club on Facebook? I absolutely do. Yeah. So that's our uh, good buddy, Al Lu, and mm-hmm. his
0: product. And it's sort of reminiscent of the Stranger Things. Uh, you know, the kids uh, think of It, you know, where the kids are going to facing off against evil or whatever. And, you know, let's face it, there's a lot of fun with movies like the first part of It or uh, Stranger Things, you know, whatever. So yeah, I mean that's, I think he's he struck on something. It's brilliant. I can't wait to play it at NTRPG.
1: So I think he might have a week left on the Kickstarter. Could oh. be two, but I'm going to say it's a week. So if that's something you want to jump on, go check it out right now. Yeah, they can still use your help to sure. push it over the top. Lose a great guy and lose a great guy. Throw him a buck
0: promote independent game houses. I'm I'm a big believer in, you know,
1: support your local business, support the little guy, the indie houses, you know, indie For producers. Sure. Yeah. And he's one of the people that gives us a lot of good feedback. Oh, yeah. So, our feedback on the last episode, on the last last episode, which was talking about geez, Dungeons uh, and Drama. Dungeons and Dramas. Mhm. Uh, most of it was positive and boiled down to how do you get the most out of a session zero? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. How do you deal with bored players mm-hmm. like people that are like, I charge in because the the party is making a strategy. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, I'm bored, I'm going to run in or, uh, I eat everything inside. I set up all the monkey traps because I'm bored. Mm-hmm. So those were some of the ones where people were th- were looking for our input.
0: Mm-hmm. We've already discussed these
1: topics. Well, then apparently we didn't discuss session zero well enough. Oh wow! Really? Not that we should start a whole another two tra- hours worth, so but
0: try to be concise. I mean, with with the session zero, you as the game master need to lay out like, here's my idea for a campaign, and here's what I'm kind of looking uh, at. So, like, try to be like a quick example. Like, all right, we're going to play a fantasy game. Um, I want to do something where uh, it's going to be collaborative, and it's going to be where nobody at the table knows what's going to happen next. And so right there, if your players hear that, a guy might go, "Oh, I don't feel comfortable with that, or I don't like the idea of that." This is your chance to sound off before this. We're well, two, three sessions in, that guy drifts away. Like, what happened to, to Jimbo or whatever? Well, it wasn't his cup of tea. Why didn't he speak up? Speak up in session zero. But if you as the game master don't lay out like what your overall plan or your goal or like I want to do a big story arc or I want to do a sandbox. Let me explain so you understand what sandbox means so that the players understand what you intend to do and what your goals are as a game master. So this is their chance to go, can we do this and not that or I'm not really comfortable with that or I'm not that doesn't really float my boat. Then again, you as the players is your chance to go, hey, I want to play a swashbuckler or whatever, and the GM goes, this isn't a nautical Type this, this doesn't really fit this campaign. I, I'm sorry, but I appreciate that you've got this cool idea for a character, but that might not fit this campaign. So, again, you as the player, it behooves you to let the game master know what you know, or yeah, and and or you as the player try to fit something that's going to work with the rest of the party, or, or if you're going to do something edgy, this is your chance to go, guys, here's what I want to do, let me explain. I want some character development. He'll start a little jerky, but I have, but there'll be character development, you know, blah blah blah. But that's, it's a chance to air all this stuff so everybody's on the same
1: page so there's not conflicts later. These are ways to avoid conflicts. Yeah. Okay. And I would say to add in on what you said about a player, mm-hmm. as a player, you may hear this layout, and I've done this before, somebody has pitched their idea to me, and I was like, that sounds fun for somebody else. It's not my cup of tea. Yeah. I'll catch you guys down the road. Mm-hmm. And then that can be sometime you have to take a break. Mm. which is our topic of the week. What a wonderful segue.
0: All right. So running a game can be hard and entails a responsibility. It does. Yeah. While players sometimes consider participation optional without a game master, there is no game. And that's why I've always said, I appreciate the people that come to our con every single person, but I always appreciate the game masters because if 50 people show up to a con, and no one's running games. It ain't a con. Uh, anyway, even if it's just reading an adventure module, the GM has prep to do, but read the damn module. The GM doesn't have the option to forget about the game until the game night and just show up with their character and dice like players can, um, life stressors can be, can bleed over all after all. We're only human. This can lead to burnout. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Um, it's so I'll stop there. OK, so one of the reasons why you might would want to step away from the game as a game master, you know, or even as a player, you know, burnout or finding out that maybe this you had some misconceptions or if you didn't have a good session zero, you didn't know what kind of game it was going to be. Like I said, there's reasons for realizing you might should step away. But I thought one thing I would talk about is like game master player burnout as because let's talk. I mean, I talk about well if you're going to step away, well, why are you stepping away? So I was like, let's address that. That was my thought process. Okay. All right.
1: Quite the interesting thought.
0: Okay. I can
1: mean, carry on. All right. Um, so well, did, Okay, maybe you're moving from that point, and one thing that I would like to say is, yeah. do players appreciate how much work goes into being a GM? <laughs> some do, and some don't. If, you've never, if they've
0: GM'd, Yeah, I was going to say, if you've run a game before, you probably do. If you haven't, you probably absolutely
1: don't but not all GMs are created equally. That's not true. every GM is doing a lot of prep work. Mm-hmm. Like when you show up and the guy's like, I didn't read the module. We're going to wing it. I want to punch you in the face. You, you don't know. deserve any of these accolades yeah. or yeah. pats on the head and going, yeah. Oh, poor thing. I can yeah. see why you're getting burned out. Yeah. But there are some GMs that are doing a lot of work mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Yeah. And some of it, I'll go ahead and say, maybe some GMs need to relax too. On it's like, if this is yeah. stuff that you're building that, your players are probably never going to see unless you're doing that for your enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Don't build more than you have to right. just as a way to take the stress off of you. If you're having fun world building and you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Great. If it's putting more stress on you, mm-hmm. don't, you don't have to write the entire history of the land.
0: Cause that times your players aren't going to see it. They're not going to appreciate it. Um, so it's important to recognize the signs and give yourself a break. So some GMs feel they're responsible for everyone else's fun, but the truth is everyone is responsible and the GM should be having fun too. Uh, See our latest podcast for more about that. Um, Or the second to the last, excuse me. Um, So signs of burnout for GMs and players. You look for reasons to cancel the game and are relieved when the game is canceled by a player, you know, or players. You're not doing any prep work, mostly uh, gyms, but some players too. I've caught myself yeah. not really engaged with a campaign, show up to the table and go, how much gold do we have? And they're like, didn't you write it down last time? Nah, I probably have as much as you have. I mean, or, hey, did you, here I'm leveling my character at the table. That's a bad sign if I'm leveling my character at the table. So even even players are kind of guilty of this. You look for reasons to cancel the game and are relieved when the game is canceled. But I mentioned that, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see, you look for excuses to end early. Cliffhangers. Anyway, I'll deny that one. I'm picking on you. You know,
1: that that one was some of that, which you go out and I guess this kind of falls in the same boat where you're like, here's some great tips for GMing. Yeah. And the one that Matt likes to tease me on was the cliffhanger. But it was like, you know, if we're at the height of something where it's like, oh, yeah, this is this will come back. This will keep them coming back or this will keep them like I am going to level up my character.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But me- nah, I'm totally teasing Eddie it, in his last sandbox campaign, which was a ton of fun, there would be those climactic moments and we all be like, ah, and we're reaching for a dice and he'd go cliffhanger. And we'd be like, you son of a, you know, whatever. But there was somebody who particularly had a lot of angst over it. And that's who, you know, is still to this day, like Eddie and his cliffhangers. Anyway. Um, actually ending the game might feel like a tough conversation, but many is the time that someone is glad to take on GM duties. If only short term while you recharge your battery, uh, you can always come back to your game some other time, as long as you don't shit on it on the way out. Blue, blue, blue. Yeah, I know. But my reference, but I really want to use that word there. My reference will be there's an old buddy of mine that would run a great game. But I don't know what it was in his psychological makeup that he just wasn't able to do that. Like, go, hey, guys, this has been a lot of fun, but I'm really getting burned out. Let's take a break. What he would do is he would just throw blow it up. He would blow it up. He would deck him any things, three ancient red dragons, just totally torpedo the thing. And so the sad fact was you could never even come back now. I mean, you've.
1: Yeah, well while we're doing our picking, that's how our scales of war ended. Well, that's scales, how you know the GM's done with you well, when he pulls out the deck of many things. We were all done at that
0: point, but I just—I was the one that put the, the pin in it, you know, with the deck of many. And it you're the mean, one
1: that made, you're the, you drove the final nail. Oh, sure, absolutely.
0: But I thought that we were you all... You killed that vampire. <laughs> we were all standing over the coffin, with a stake in our hand. I just had the hammer, you know. And the hammer is the deck of many things. Um, it should not be up to you to provide a game. If doing so is causing you uh, that much stress if it's disruptive to your life or stressful. Um, I've had life stressors bleed over to my games more than once in the nearly 40 years of, of gaming. Um, wow. you know, uh, but if, I'd like to think if you're straight with your group, they should understand. And hopefully one of them will step up and run a game. So
1: that being said,
0: how would you expound on any of that, sir?
1: Like you said, don't blow it up, yeah, but don't. it is really hard to come back after it, you've it taken be. that little break. Like I'm going to let somebody else run. Okay, now are you going to say, you're going to run for a month. You're going to run four sessions or whatever, and then Mm -hmm. we'll come back to mine. Because a lot of times, everybody's into that. Yeah. And then it's like, we're not going back.
0: Well, now one thing we did, like when I first started Scales of War, this was an adventure was supposed to take you from level one to level 20 or 30 in fourth edition. Mm-hmm. And so I'd looked at Gary right away and said, there's no way I'm going to have the stamina to see this through to the end if I don't get some sort of help. So Gary's like, how about I run every other session? And that worked for a while until it didn't. But then someone else stepped up to run when, when Gary did because Gary's life got busy and he had to step away. But I'm just making that point that, you know, you see how I had the wherewithal to look down the line and go, Whoa, 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 that's a lot of 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 you know, running. And so I got a chance to play a little bit and have a break and be on the table with the players. So I mean, look at these sort of things and know your own gamer stamina. There's a friend of ours that's a brilliant GM, but he has zero endurance as a game master. I mean, mm-hmm. he's good for about two or three games. And the sad fact is he'll have the hook set and we're like yep. I would punch a hobo for another game and then he's flitters away and you're like Ugh. great guy though love him to death yeah but. it's so annoying <laughs> <laughs> love the guy though great gm anyway mm-hmm. but uh okay so here's my thing how to cope can what do you think so as a as a gm or player get outside your genre comfort zone so instead of completely quitting Maybe you just burn out on fantasy. Maybe you try supers, try post I can apoc. definitely see that because yeah. there
1: was a point in time where I was like, I can only wander in the forest so many times Thank before we, we're going to have to do something different. And in that, we went from Dungeons & Dragons to Vampire. Yeah. Which also went from, uh, kind of like you said, you're changing the genre, mm-hmm. but you can also change the style the from like a combat-heavy Mm-hmm. to a narrative heavy. Yeah, role-play heavy, whatever. And so you're, you're getting a break, but you're not
0: quitting. You're like, oh, I couldn't see quitting gaming, or I love my group, I love our social interactions. Well, maybe try instead of you know, quitting playing switch genres when we were kids me and uh, gary h and alvin taylor man we might play fantasy for six months and then we play supers for three months and then we do gamma world for two or three months and so we never quit gaming but we would you know we would switch up the genre and it kept it kind of fresh you know what i mean so fresh so fresh and so clean clean um and then here's the thing is return to an old favorite all right you know so maybe that's really literally what I just said. But um, but no, the other one was to, to go outside your comfort zone. So maybe play something you've never played before, but trying something different. And then return to an old favorite. So it was, you know, actually playing something that you're familiar with, but still something different. Um, and then um, try a new hobby. And that might be the thing to where, like when I quit RPing for a while, I went back to tabletop, you know, for a while and had fun with that. So... You know, again, you could still have some social interaction with your buds that you game with, but in a different way. Play board games for a while. Let's say, let's, let's all agree we're going to give RP a break for a little while, but let's, let's, you know, hey, Jim, don't you have some cool board game we've been talking about playing? Hey, bring that. We'll try that out. So you can still get that social interaction, but maybe not RP or whatever. So there's ways to cope with it, and sometimes you just need to step away. Mm-hmm. And it's knowing when to do that Definitely. better to step. And you might go, well, I don't hurt somebody's feelings or my friends are going to miss me or da, 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 but better that than you keep coming. And then finally you have a meltdown and a blow up. I mean, cause you, like I say, I'm only human. There's a friend of mine that, uh, years ago, I kind of, had a meltdown, but I was having some really bad stuff in my first marriage. And I came back later, he's a big enough guy to forgive me. And I'm big enough to apologize because, like, man, that wasn't about you. That was about what's going on in my personal life. And I apologize. So, I mean, you know, you're only human. You know, it's kind of like our friend that we discussed podcast before last that, you know, it, we're we're more than willing and ready to to you know mend fences and extend olive branches but it's one of those things that once the damage is done some people are like well i'm i'm too you know chagrined too embarrassed to, to even broach the
1: subject and you know and you know well, we're not necessarily in this case but i mean if you shit in their house on yeah. the way out <laughs> kind of like if you blow up the campaign you kill all the characters yeah. well if you burn those bridges on the way out yeah of hard you can't dimensions. come back, even if yeah. the next week you're like, I shouldn't have done that. And that's well, where you Well, luckily you quit your job spectacularly, sort of thing. You know, yeah, yeah. you punch the boss in the face on, on the way, way out, out kicks like, his dog. You're not getting that job back, right?
0: And that's what we're saying. So better that to go. Well, I do. I want to step away. Should I? You know, if you're even thinking about a conflict maybe you should. Better that than alienate people and hurt feelings and
1: burn bridges or whatever. And I know? guess the other side of that is, if somebody tells you, "I need to take a break," they're not necessarily saying. Yeah, I don't like you. I don't yeah. want to be around you. I don't want to see you. Yeah, they just need a break.
0: There's another player we know, a gamer that he's kind of been known to flake out, and it's like uh, many a time I think like, why didn't he just come? Because I feel like it's really about, me. I'm just bored. I need a break or whatever. Just be honest. It's not gonna hurt my feelings. I'm not gonna go. Uh, that's a you've you've that's a, a statement of the quality of the game I run. No, I'm not gonna take it that way. It's just you got some stuff in your life, or you're just you know, it's becoming kind of difficult. You know, what? it's just better for me to step away. Just say that and step away. I'm not going to be buttered, you know, whatever. So anyway.
1: Kind of along those lines, and just because, you know, I like to put our own personal examples in here. Yeah. Uh, our good buddy Cody, uh-huh. Longview Computer Center. Get yeah. your computer centralized today. Yeah. He sent me a message the other day that he's like, hey, I'm starting up a group. I put something on our little, the nameless, that I'm going to start up a group. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, our little man's growing up. Yeah. Because he's somebody that we met together at the same time yeah. who had never played role playing games. Never. So he was like, Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm getting a group together. That's awesome. And I was like, that's fantastic. That's Mm kind of like the little bird is leaving the nest and you get that proud feeling or whatever. And I like to talk about like the coaching tree or whatever, like, Hey, we showed that guy how to play and now he's doing this and he'll show, you know, you tell one friend and he'll tell a friend and he'll tell a friend.
0: Well, it's like the one person
1: that you teach how to play, will teach Mm -hmm. 10 people and then they'll teach 10 people. But he was like, I'm starting a group. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I'm glad because it didn't sound like you or I, Mm-hmm. was involved in it yeah. that he was going out and spreading his mm-hmm. wings. And it's not like, I don't want to be in your group, yeah. but that's something to think about too. If you need to take a break, mm-hmm. maybe you need to take a break from certain people. Oh, yeah. and, and, and the other thing is yeah. that's a good way to come into your own as a GM, mm-hmm. to not have the training wheels there with you mm-hmm. or to have the person that's going to cramp your style mm-hmm. or the person that they're going to look to and go, well, he said this is a GM, but I'm going to look over to Matt and go, "Is that right? Yeah. Would you do that? Mm-hmm. There's nobody to outrank you, overrule you, second guess you."
0: Yeah. Well, perfect example. When you decided to run that sandbox game, you got a bunch of brand new freshman, you know, players. And at one point, I was a little like, "Well, why am, why am I not involved?" And you were like, "Dude, I'd love to have you, but let's face it, you would step up a type." take the reins, tell these guys, sit down, shut up, do your job. This is it. Zip, zip, zip. And he said, I want those guys to have that new uh, freshman experience without that guiding hand. I want them to do all the stupid crap we did and have all the stumbles and watch them grow as players, you know, and and see that epiphany, that light come on. So if you're there, that's not going to happen. And I went, oh, okay, I'm I'm not butthurt now. And I'm like, that makes total sense, you know. Of course, it was crap. He
1: really didn't want me there, but, you know. But anyway. well, at least I'm a good liar. Exactly. An excellent liar. But, but it yeah. was true. Yeah. But but the, the problem with that was they didn't grow. I, was, I didn't say I was waiting for you to say what you said. He was like, they're not
0: growing. They're not. They're still doing the same monkey trap stupid crap. And
1: I'm like, T. <laughs> but eventually, I think you would have come into it. Uh-huh. So that would have been the thing, too. Like, okay, let them start out for like six months. And then once... They've got their group dynamic established and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Like at one point he was like, hey, maybe you should come in so you can grab him by the nose and start leading them. You know.
1: But I'll give you an example is when we did that again, mm-hmm. Cody was in the group. Mm-hmm. And Cody was the junior man in the group. Yeah, he, was a, he was a relative novice role player.
0: But he was the party leader. Yeah, that was fun. At one point, you were like, all right, who's going to be the caller? Who's going to be essentially the leader? And me and John, who were the old season gamers, were like, you know what? We don't want to rob him of that or go, well, of course, it's one of us. We just sat on our hands, kept our mouth shut, and he's looking at us like, really? So the little novice player goes, I guess I'm the leader. And man, and hilarity ensued. You know?
1: But he was actually, <laughs> yeah. not to correct you, sir, yeah. but he was the uh, leader of the party in game as oh, well. Oh, that yeah, he was no, no. like the, the lieutenant. Right, right. And Mm -hmm. you guys were more of the seasoned hands, like the old sergeants. The old sergeants, yeah. So that lieutenant might have got shot in the woods somewhere. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) But that's another thing that I would say to consider with new players, too, and putting them into the group. Well, and and I'll tell anybody, there's so
0: many players, people that have trepidation about – coming into this hobby and they're because in spite of you know it's i'm not saying it's a commonality amongst nerds but there are a number of those nerds that are the kind of shut-ins or nervous around new people or they're so worried or self-conscious they're gonna be ridiculed and you know and i've just i don't see that happen i've never seen that happen and most people are tickled to have new blood in the hobby but that being said definitely kid gloves and try to you know take them under your wing and and be a uh, patient with new players and no, and definitely new game masters because everybody had to learn sometime and I'm just tickled. Someone has the testicular fortitude to step up and
1: run. Yeah. yeah. So kind of like I was talking about with Cody there was I've said, you know, we play basically twice a month. Mm-hmm. We play on certain Thursdays. Well, the off Thursday, why not form your own group? Mm-hmm. So I thought that's what he was doing mm-hmm. instead of when it was like, well, you know, you've finally done something without me and Matt. It's not, me and Matt don't want to be in it. It's Mm -hmm. that you're taking off and spreading your wings and kind of got tired of us dragging our butts. I think too. Yeah. Well,
0: and it's like the
1: recently when i
0: said, you know, I might run something on the off Thursdays, but here's the deal. If I'm going to run it, if you want to be in it, I'm putting it on you to do the work of getting the table together. And I think maybe me putting kind of pushing him to like, you need to build the table. Maybe made him realize, you know what? I can do this myself, you know, because that was me back in the day when I was playing in the club in Treeport, Bozier. One day, me and one of the organizers kind of butted heads. And I said, dude, you know, I don't, I'm not like these kids that show up with dice in one hand, character in the other, waiting for you to run them a game. I don't need, I can take my toys and go home. I can make my own game. I don't have to put up with poo poo. And the light came on because he realized, oh shit, he's right. In fact, I had the email list of every player in that club. I could poach some of his best gamers, pull them away, and have my own little club or whatever. So I'm like, no, no, sir. You know, don't don't get up. Don't step up to me. You know, and so and we were. You know, we were good friends, and that worked out okay. But yeah, it's one. It's great when you're not someone who's dependent. You can, you know, I, I'll make my own game. You know, I'll make my own planet with hookers and casinos, blackjack. and blackjack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know.
1: But you can take a break from your group as mm-hmm. well. Like, I want to keep playing role playing games, but I don't want to play them with you. Yeah. Or. You can go like, hey, we only played this much, so I'm going to start another group. Mm -hmm. Don't be offended if I'm not like, oh, it's all the exact same people again. It doesn't mean that I don't like you. Well, it, it means that I'm trying to do a new dynamic and mm-hmm. that's a good way for you to learn new tricks. Yeah.
0: Uh, I've talked about the years going to cons back when I was in living Greyhawk, I would go away to cons and it was a lot of fun because it's the smorgasbord of this, all these games. But for two is I like to play casters and I would watch other casters as a game master or player at the table. A guy would use a spell and I'd go, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Can you do that? And then I'd look at the game master who might be triad if are the most knowledgeable people. And they'd be like, well, that's a perfectly legal use of that spell, Matt. And I'd be like, wow, I learned a whole, a new trick. Or you would just see people do neat things like, oh, that's a brilliant strategy. I've never thought about those things used that way together. So you, it's a great chance to learn new things or meet new gamers. When you went off doing those meetups for a while at the game store, you met Mark, um, He's a great guy. The artist, you Mm -hmm. know, Nelson Nelson, right. Yeah. Super great guy. And so you would never have met him if you hadn't went and formed these game groups. Yeah.
1: I've formed a, I don't want to say it's like, I've done a lot without Matt, but I have had a lot of groups without Matt, but it might've been like, Hey, on Wednesday, I have a middle of the day adventures league. Mm -hmm. You're working. You can't be in it. Yeah. And it's not, hey, I don't want you to be in it. No, and not purposely discluded. Yeah. So, And then the other thing was, when I was doing that, a lot of times it's like, well, I'm going to run it on Wednesday, and then I'm going to run it again for you guys on Friday. Mm-hmm. So it's actually better that you're in the second group because I've already worked out the run bugs. through it and seen all the bugs and went like, oh, yeah, this wasn't that great. I could make this improvement. Or yeah. maybe this monster needs to get bumped up or bumped down. Sure. But that's also some advice to you, yeah. too. Play with other people. Mm-hmm. Fresh Mix blood. it up.
0: Yeah. Take a break from, you know, whoever, whatever.
1: Yeah. But not that you have to, and you can keep hanging out with the same people and just start mm-hmm. a second group. Depends on how much gaming you want in your week. Yeah. They're, yeah. If you'll remember, at one time, I had like three groups oh, in a week gosh. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I
0: felt bad for you. And
1: that's when I was like, I'm completely burned out. I don't want to mm-hmm. see any dice for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it would fall
0: where you were running all three, because some of those you were playing slash running in, but when it fell your turn to run for all three in the same week, I could tell you were like, I want to kill everybody.
1: Yeah, and that wasn't, you're running the same thing three times. It was like, you got to run this and run that and this. Mm -hmm. Uh, The trauma the trauma and that's the other thing years ago
0: i was playing with some friends and i love these guys but at one point i said i'm stepping away and they went what what like their feelings are i said it's not you but i said i'm not having fun anymore and then it feels like an obligation or a ritual it's like people that are still watching the walking dead it's like that show hasn't been good for years but it's it's such a ritual ingrained like it's sunday night let's watch walking dead really and you know it's kind of like you know but it quit being fun and I'm like, I love you guys, nothing personal, we'll game again, but I'm stepping away because I'm just not having fun anymore right now. I need a break for me, and please understand that. And they did, because they're my friends. Mental you know? health break. Yeah, but it was nice to know that the people are, you know, it'd be better if they went, yeah, bye, I don't let the door hit you in the butt, but it was great they're like, oh, no, Matt, we love gaming with you. Oh, that touches my heart and makes me want to stay, but I have to do this for my own sake. This isn't fun. And why do we play these games? To have fun.
1: Yeah. And don't force, don't try to force somebody else to have fun. If they tell you, yeah. I need to take a break.
0: Yeah. When recently when he was like, I need a break. I it kind of hit me at first. Cause I'm like, well, damn, you know, i miss mean, my bud. Yeah, you know, I love gaming with him. But then I thought, don't be selfish. This is about him. He needs this. It would be selfish of me to try to, uh, psychologically or whatever, manipulate him into staying, try to make him feel guilty or bad. That's really uncool. And so I was like, dude, this is what you need. Do it. You know? so there you go
1: yeah i'll say when you took your little break to go back to uh war gaming i was like whoa yeah. i couldn't believe that but it felt good but i'll tell you, you that's needed it
0: yeah i really did and i'll tell you this story I, I thought about sharing this there's a guy that i used to game with a little bit of rp and tabletop i just come up with a name uh to predict the instant. we'll call him jody anyway this shitbird. bird uh ruined tabletop gaming for me i won't go into the whole story but believe me when i tell you this guy ruined tabletop gaming for me but what's bad is you don't you can't see the forest for the woods but years later when i started tabletop again i went this is so much fun and oh i love this and why did i quit playing for nearly a decade and then i thought back through my mind and realized that guy had done so much awful crap and built up so much psychological baggage for me like negativity in my mind that I quit playing tabletop for nearly a decade because of this jerk, you know? And so it's like, don't let, but then I let somebody else ruin it for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anyway, but no, I, you know, tabletop's fun. I haven't done that in a while, but kind of like my old buddy, uh, Mike Dudley says one hobby, you know, at at one time I was doing SDA fighting and crafting Uh, doing tabletop running an RPG uh, group seemed like I had another hobby doing a little bit of computer gaming (laughs) He's like he's like dude how do you do it you know and I did kind of oh and I was trying to go to I was going to school to get my
1: RN at that time
0: and a newlywed not to say I'll bite off more than I could chew but yeah
1: so sometimes you have to take a break and we've talked about how we've taken some breaks. Yeah. Have you, the dear listener had to take a break tell us about your experience. Yeah, please do. And fire off, you know, input, whatever. Yeah. But definitely like breaking off and doing another group or having a completely different group of people like, Hey, on Mondays I play with these guys and on Friday I play with these guys. That's fun. You've got groups to take between stories. Mm -hmm. You've got different tales to tell. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, these guys did this. Or, hey, I learned something from that guy. Mm -hmm. And eventually, when one of the two groups starts losing players, Mm -hmm. then you can cherry pick the good one out of the other group and bring them over. (laughs) It's all about your gaming. Everyone at the table
0: should be having fun. And, in fact, in the upcoming year, I hope everybody has some great gaming and a whole lot of fun.
1: Yeah, hopefully in the new year we will be able to start playing face-to-face again. Not that we don't love virtual gaming,
0: but... Face-to-face, amen.
1: This has really put a damper on things, so hopefully 2021 we can come roaring back in full action. I've got my uh, Barbarians of the Ruined Earth that you noticed earlier. Ooh la la. That I want to start running some of that over in Tyler. I'll be there if I can. I hope I can. You will not be invited. This is like we talked about. You need to take a break. So I don't All right. Do you feel all out of hit points?
0: I am. I'm at negative hit points. I'm bleeding out.
1: All right. I won't do anything about that. (laughs) We will watch and wait, dear listener. We will catch you next time, whenever that is. Yeah. Later, taters.